And now, Joe Batanz from RuPaul's Drag Race Recap gives his rendition of the Sherry Pie Tango. He had it coming, he had it coming, he only has himself to blame. He's not Bob Fosse, he's Allison Mossy, and now he's hanging his wig in shame. You know how people have these little habits that get you down? Like Sherry Pie. Sherry Pie liked to seduce men. No, not seduce. Catfish. So I'm reading the news this one day, and it's all blah, 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 blah. And I'm just, I just want to see some memes or whatever. And there's Sherry's stupid face on BuzzFeed, because she's been seducing men. No, not seducing. Catfishing. So I'm like, oh, God. I wonder if RuPaul is going to say anything about this. And she did. She said, Sherry Pie, for the finale, Shantae, you stay. At home. He had it coming. He had it coming. He had his gowns all torn to shreds. If you read Reddit, you would have read it. And now we're leaving that bitch on red. Now I'm standing in the kitchen carving up a chicken for dinner watching RuPaul's Drag Race. When Sherry Pie's stupid face comes on the TV. Hope you save room for dessert, she says. And I'm like, ugh. If I have to see face one more time. I'm going to stab myself with my own knife. I stabbed myself 73 times. The dirty bum, 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 bum. The dirty bum, 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 bum. He had it coming. He had it coming. He should have learned to love himself. He caused a scandal. And now he's canceled. And now it's over for season 12. He had it coming. He had it coming. Now he's no longer Sherry Pie. He's now a learner, like Robbie Turner. Though we don't like it when drag queens lie. Oh! At the full girl. Boosh! Ha! Ha! I'm acting. Bam! Back rolls. Tired ass showgirl. Tootsie Lou! Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 12, Episode 2, titled You Don't Know Me. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one consenting adult from the podcast pod is my co-pilot please say i'm addicted to drugs because of you to taylor <laughs> all right i went <laughs> to taylor the latte boy <laughs> that's not the one i picked that's not the one i picked but that one is much better that one is much, much better than the one that i picked well, everyone should know, Taylor and, I, <laughs> Taylor and I are playing this game. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
sorry, sorry. <laughs> Taylor and I are playing the game because he tried to predict. I call that that clip you hear, just so you know, in my own production world, is called clip zero. Okay. And he always tries to predict click zero. So what, I want to know what you predicted it would be this week. Mine is not nearly as it's in the beginning when Jerry says that's a woman when Jada walks in. I oh. assumed that was going to be the one that you're going to pick for me. Well, for obvious reasons, the, I'm going to say this. I'll tell you this now. It was I was getting really nervous because all the potential clip zeros were coming from Sherry Pie, right? And I didn't want to use a Sherry Pie clip zero. And that was the one thing that I thought would go against me for that was just like, oh, considering, you know, everything that's going on, would yeah. he use a sherry pie reference? Yeah. There was, she had but some really that, good that, ones. Well, well done. Well she done. Has, that one, that, that might be my favorite one you've ever picked. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, uh, all right. So everyone listening needs to know this. Okay. Obviously, there's a huge cloud over this episode and possibly this season with the disqualification of Sherry Pie, which if by for some reason you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll hear what I'm talking about. But you know, we yeah. often do this thing. There's a segment called Just Between Us Girls that mm. um, happens on Patreon and people might be nervous who don't support us on Patreon that they're not going to hear it. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about Sherry Pie during the show, during her workroom entrance, okay? So you're not missing anything during Just Between Us Girls. But, now by the way, if you want to hear that And it's segment, a big but. Yeah, and it's a big but. If you want to hear that segment, go to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia, support us at the uh, premium level, and you will be able to hear this long segment where we talk about nonsense. But if you don't, when you hear, you're going to hear a beep, and when you come back, we're going to dive right into the show. So, here we go. All right, this week, six more drag queens walk into the workroom to join the competition. It's part two of the season's two-part premiere. For the main challenge, the girls once again have to show off their fall and spring couture, and in the maxi challenge, the girls have to write their own verses and choreograph a Fosky-esque, Fosky, a Fosky-esque musical number. On the main stage, the category is Tool. And the guest judges are beloved British actress Thandi Newton and Swedish pop icon Robin. The queens were praised across the board and again were surprised by a two top, a top two lip sync for their, they said lives on the show actually, but also for $5,000. Okay. Mm. Jada Essence Hall and Sherry Pye were the cream of the crop this week. Sherry camped it up, but proved to be no match for Jada Essence Hall, who was named the winner of this week's challenge, Taylor Latte Boy gave me two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Cute boys. Oh, really? <laughs> there were a lot. There's lots of cute boys. Uh, this 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 batch, uh, cuter than than some, the last ones. Um, I liked, I liked that we followed the same format, so there wasn't that much of a deviance from it so that you kind of so it was kind of like it was one big extra episode it really could have the whole thing could have been done where they were separated into teams of two which they were kind of and i'm curious i'm a curious if that could be something that is done almost a twist for the rest of the season of where they work in teams okay where where the teams are already set for the season just because of something that they show at the end of the episode um where when they first all come into the workroom they're separated into two groups uh, something else I liked was I I remember during the Meet the Queens that I was not necessarily that impressed with this Jada Essence Hall. Yeah, I remember kind of thinking she was sort of like, oh, she'll be one of the first ones out. I was super impressed with her, and she was probably my favorite person to watch performing. 
you know, there was the thing in the middle where she was, you know, where she was kind of being extra with the dancing, but then, you know, really sold it. Obviously, she was in the top two, but I uh, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I, I was really all about Jada. I'm definitely I feel like I'm going to hopefully going to be team Jada this, this oh, season. really? Because I was thinking you were not going to like her based on the rehearsal behavior. The rehearsal behavior, I was not – if that continues yeah. through, I feel like that was – she was in her head because it was a new experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think I, hopefully this – you know, winning this challenge gave her the confidence that she needs to get through future challenges. If that continues, then I will be less and less about that. We can talk about this more when we can talk about it. But also it seemed like they got over it very quickly. Yeah, and, like and, and I guess that that would be kind of that would be really kind of as much as I said cute boys. I mean, it would be the fact that everybody, with the exception of that one thing, seemed all to really get along. And I like that that you've got these you know these two teams, these two episodes where there was a minimal amount of drama. The drama seemed manufactured by we're going to throw you all together, make you choreograph something, even though yeah. you've known each other for twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, everybody getting along and supporting each other was very nice to see. Um, it kind of was a an amuse bouche to previous seasons of where they're fighting and you didn't have silky screaming attitude check for the first two episodes and picking up Miley Cyrus and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. There wasn't any of that. Um, the thi- but however, <laughs> the thing that I did not like about this episode was I was clearly, as I think many of us were watching the show, very distracted with the outside world of the last 24 hours and how it affected our ability to view this as a fresh group of girls, considering everything that has gone on with Sherry. Are you talking about uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren dropping out of the race? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Um, I was, I was heartbroken. I was crestfallen. And, uh, but I, I felt (coughs) anytime she was on screen, you're talking about Sherry pie, Sherry pie. Elizabeth Warren is not one of the six girls. I would, kill if that were the case but that's not the case um i was very distracted and just things that she was saying you were kind of looking at them with an extra where at one point she says on untucked she goes oh i'm gonna sell those shirts at my show to which my husband and i looked at each other and went no you're not because <laughs> there are no more shows mm-hmm. um it was it's was, it was distracting and i'm worried for the season what that's going to be like every time that she's on screen and how they're going to deal with that but i know that we're going to talk about sherry when she comes in for her entrance look how about you well i'll just start off right now by saying that i share the same thing i didn't like about the episode there was a a cloud over the entire episode that to be honest with you i think it's a mixture i think it's a mixture that even without the sherry pie uh cloud of drama hanging over it it was sort of like after last week's episode because it was such a repeat we knew it was coming there were no surprises it was sort of mm. not that it was a bad episode per se, but we've already seen that episode, you know? And so uh it was just sort of like a kind of paint by numbers episode. So that made it even more so where I remember very little about the episode. There wasn't really much mm. to the episode. Right. It, it does seem, you know, I've seen on our Discord channel, by the way, if you know, we have a first of all, I know no one knows what Discord is. Google what it is, right? It's a message board <laughs> server, right? That our Patreon supporters use, and they talk to each other, and it's very active, and it's really great. And um, but I've seen some of our European friends 
complain about how they're not getting untucked because the, I guess the decision by World of Wonders is they're just going to drop the entire season of Untucked at the end. So the Euros aren't okay. getting untucked right now. But from what I've seen so far, they haven't really missed anything. No. No. It's, 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 it's pretty much a drag circle jerk of everybody telling each other how amazing they are. That's yeah. been the last two. That's been the last two episodes. I, that could change in the yeah. future, but yeah. that's definitely the way it is. That now. might change when the two groups come together, but you're right. So far, it's just them telling about how awesome they are. So you're not really missing anything during a talk. If you're from Europe, it's just everyone. It's a love fest. I mean, some people like that, you know, but yeah. But if you're looking for like action packed drama, you're not going to get that there. Um, the two things I like, I actually like, they, I wish they did more Broadway challenges. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really necessarily liked this particular number. Um, knowing the source material, like in the, you know, it's from the, um, Chicago number. They're obviously basing on the, um, cell block tango, cell block tango. Thank you. Where each, uh, prisoner tells her story. Right. Right. And, a lot of the queens, even the ones they praise, I didn't feel like I got a sense of that person's story. I agree know? with that. Yeah. So, um, but I do like seeing Broadway style challenges. It was fun. And I, it's, you know, it's so funny that uh, uh, a, a little birdie told us that, you know, the queens choreographed a bit, but then off camera, uh, they work some more. And then also a professional choreographer comes in and works with them a little bit to give them some. Oh, really? Yeah, and you can tell like like they have nothing going on. All of a sudden, they're doing like the Fosse, like the amoeba thing. Yeah. <laughs> Joe literally just slid <laughs> off camera for yeah. anybody who's who's not watching this right now. <laughs> so um, it's like I can't dance and I don't know how to walk. And then all of a sudden, they're like. <laughs> like they had, he it, had coming. it coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, what just happened right now? spinning bowler hats on their fingers yeah and And they're like and i was like oh my god um and then i i mean i someone you know there's a there's a question in the crowd cast uh the question is um from spiral queen who is the hottest queen out of drag in part two for you is the question um do you know in, in the whole cast? I don't think there's anybody that I'm really. Oh my god, I can't. Um, I have really. People- I okay. Okay, I, that surprises me because there's one. There's one in particular that I think this Joe Patance is going to be all about this one. As okay, a I have a post-it here, and this is from part two. Uh huh. Okay, I have a post-it here. I know we both agree. I have a show called Catching Up with my friend Mike Lawson. And mm-hmm. we, he has a type. And I thought, I'm like, oh, when this Mike Lawson sees this show, we know who he's going to like. <laughs> but yeah. um, I'm, there's two people that I uh, am attracted to in this group of people. And I'm going to okay. write them down right now um, on this post-it. And then I want to hear what your answer is. Okay. So you have a, you have them written down? So, so, written okay. Down. The, the ones that I think this is only for part. I only wrote part two, for part two. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, I don't remember what most of part one looks like as a boy right now. Part two, I think Dahlia. Okay, right, Dahlia uh-huh. and Jan as boys. I think you find to be the t- t- cutest two boys, the two cutest boys. 
It was Dahlia Sin and Jada. That's what I said. Okay. Jada, that kind of makes sense because Jada to me as a boy looks like the Vixen as a boy. And I know that you had the hots for the Vixen. It's sort of that very thin, very thin, black, young, attractive, kind of effeminate. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to say for the record, I've said it before. I really like effeminate guys. That is a big Mm -hmm. thing for me. I love it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Dahlia Sin. (laughs) That's it. That's the whole whole statement. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes uh, cute boys don't make cute girls. But just Dahlia Sin is like two different people. Cute both. You know? Yeah. Dahlia Dahlia Sin I find to be very cute too. Which is not my (laughs) aesthetic at all with all the tattoos and the big gauges and the ear holes and stuff. But... But as I bet as you a, a lot of people so, thought I was gonna like Aiden Zane. For but no. 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 I'm not a I was I was not a fan of Aiden Zane as a boy. Um and barely as a girl. <laughs> but I who do you think I liked? Okay. So that, wait, how many people were there that you liked from this group? I'm gonna three. Um three, wow. Okay. Okay, I've written down my answers. I have locked in my answers. Who's in this cast? This is. I'm, I'm talking about the second I episode. Know, I know. I'm, I'm only talking about. I know. Dahlia, Aiden, uh, Rockham, Jan, Jan, Sherry, Sherry, Rockham, Dahlia, Sherry, Jan, Jaden, and Aiden. I have Aiden. Oh, Jaden and Aiden. I don't think I realized that that they rhyme. Aiden, Dahlia, Rockham, Jan, Sherry, and who am I missing? Oh, Jada. One, two, three, four. Uh, Jada. Okay. Yeah, six. There's six total. Yeah. All right. Uh, and there's three of these that you like. Okay. I think it is because you already give away one. I believe yeah. it is. So Dahlia Sin, we're just going to stipulate because you've already. Given yeah, away Dahlia, one. Dahlia. Yeah, I gave that one away. Uh, Rock M. Sakura. And Wintergreen. Wintergreen. And Jan. Winter? What's winter? Like the gum? All I'm going to say. He's wintergreen. People <laughs> all over the country right now are like, Taylor, how do you not know who he's talking about? I don't know. But. Rock'em, Jan, Rock and Dahlia. Oh, Jan okay. and Dahlia. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. My husband was all about <laughs> Rock'em. Oh, really? He was all like, oh, God. He's so cute. He's so cute as a boy. He's so cute as a boy. You so know what? It was. Oh, Wintergreen is Sarge. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> I totally forgot about Wintergreen. Was that last season? No, that was the season before. Yeah, it was, pe- that was like Peppermint season, season nine. Yeah. Peppermint. Okay. 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 Uh, what was your question to me? I didn't have a question for you. Okay, I'm just going to move on then. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the workroom entrances. Uh, first into the workroom, we have Rock M. Sakura. Speaking of your husband's hot crush. Uh, 20, oh, I know what I was, was going to I was talking about how the thing with Rock M. I talked about here. He's 28 from San Francisco. He had that really annoying voice. He had a really uh-huh. annoying voice. And I, it, it just grated on ugh, ugh, that voice. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't notice that. Voice. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, he came in. He said, all tuck and no play make Rockham a crazy bitch. Ha 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 woo. Okay. He's inspired by anime, <laughs> manga, and video games. 
And uh, he's the first one to see the mirror message because he's the first one in the room. And he realizes other queens have already been in the workroom. Taylor, give us your thoughts on Rock'em Sakura. The note I wrote was extra, oh, extra, yes. but cute as a boy. Um, I I don't know how long they let Rock'em wander around by herself in the workroom, but it looked a little manic, and it was like we're we're almost like remember like when we were kids. Speaking yeah. of you know, we talked about when we were kids earlier on just between us girls of like yeah. the pixie sticks, which really just pure flavored sugar. And you would, you know, you would rip the top off and you would eat it. And then you'd run around like a lunatic. That's kind of where it almost felt like she took like four or five pixie sticks and shoved them in her mouth. And then she was on this weird sugar high. She well, was a little, yeah, a little much. Well, let's talk about this as a strategy because, I mean, maybe that's, I mean, that's who she is and that's why they picked her to be on the show. But there's a part of me that's like in the in the 11 past winners and this is going another 3 or 4 from all stars and the 15 people who have won the crown in the show have any right. of them been wacky like wacky like that like like i'm going to like be a crazy person running around screaming like a lunatic when they walk into the no room. no not yeah. that i can not that i can think of i mean evie was kind of wacky but evie wasn't evie was weird the closest was um, Ben was a little high energy, and he and Ben went really far. And you could make the argument he might have won All Stars had he the one he was in had he not quit. But he wasn't even that wacky. Who was the one that went around like licking the tables? Or remember they were touching all the tables? I can't remember who. Didn't that Willem was. do that? Didn't Willem lick the table? Maybe I don't know. There was somebody who came, they were the first one in, and they came in. I'm like, I'm gonna do something to all the tables. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember who it was. Anyway, uh, Rockham Sakura. Um, you know, I said this. You know, there are some people who, uh, you know, I saw their meet the queens, and I was like, you know, I've changed my point point of view. Like Crystal Method is a perfect example. Uh, anybody yeah. in this group? Um, no. But uh, <laughs> uh, but this is one where I'm like, no, she was annoying in her last one. Oh, no, we weren't annoyed by her, were we? I think we were a little underwhelmed in Meet the Queens. Okay. I, I, I don't see how she's long for this world. No, I don't think I don't think she's super long for. Like, the, can for you see her on Snatch Game? That's my question. That's going to be my question for each one. Can you see this one on Snatch Game? No, I can't. I can't see her doing snatch game. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next into the workroom, we have Dahlia Sin, twenty-eight from Los Angeles via New York. Are you ready for a little? Uh, for are you ready to live a little and and sin a lot? Uh, she's a member of the House of Aja. That's what she said, by the way. I'm not asking you that. Um, your thoughts on Dahlia Sin, Taylor Velante boy? Um, I said I wrote down another cute as a boy. However. She does seem to have one reaction to everything. Yeah. Where it seems like they anytime they showed her, she kind of was doing that where she was like, you know, doing the like, oh my God. And, you know, like rolling her eyes and sort of looking away and tucking her hair, tucking her wig behind her ear. And it, it just seemed like it was very repetitive of every time that she did something. They every time that they they shot to her, she was doing the same thing. So um, as far as this entry look goes, I wasn't necessarily super impressed. Plus, I wasn't a big fan of the whole distressed acid wash denim look. I get that that kind of is 
she she referred to herself in the Meet the Queens, and she's she's kind of referred to herself here as sort of Banji, um, but it just wasn't necessarily my favorite look. Yeah, you know what it is is as it, visually speaking, as a boy and as a girl, stunning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she has that fucking shit personality that a is uh, a part of the House of Aja, where they're just like. Her and Candy Muse, a.k.a. Fat Aja, um, <laughs> are just poor carbon copies of Aja, where I feel there's a little bit of a sparkle to Aja that gets you past sort of the weird, um, like, there's a, there's, a, there's a twinkle in Aja's eye that doesn't let you take anything she says seriously. Does that make sense? Yes, Aja seems more... Um, high fashion whereas dahlia seems like she's in the house of aja yeah. but she's more she uh, stuff in the mall like she, yes. she's a store in the mall versus yeah. whereas aja is like an anchor store yeah and and what would speak to my point which her and fat aja are like um shitty versions yeah of, of aja and I just – I don't know what um, Candy's ethnic background is, but there's a certain type of Mexican. And I can say this because I know I don't sound like a Mexican, so if you're listening out there, I know I sound like a white guy, but um, Trump wants to put me in a cage. And uh, <laughs> and uh, <sighs> what I'll say is you meet these certain Mexican ladies – Especially young Mexican girls, especially like Chola types, mm-hmm. where they just have this like weird, like no personality. They don't smile. They're just like, oh, I just react like this to everything. This is me really happy. This is me angry. <laughs> this is me sad. They just ha- they're just one note. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of get that sense with Dahlia Sin. Everything's just one note. Everything's shitty. You know, everything's just eye roll. She's just like a 13-year-old girl, you know? Yeah, that that's a 13-year-old girl is a very good way to, to describe that. Yeah, everything now, sucks. That being said, beautiful. <laughs> well, we all She's know, if you, but... as you've officially stated now on the show, you find 13-year-olds beautiful. Okay. <laughs> We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Next in the workroom, we okay, this is gonna be the one. All right, let's just Okay. Okay. Me... Sherry Pie walks into the workroom. Okay, let's just get out of the way. She's 27 from New York City. She came in. She said, hope you save room for dessert because I brought pie. She's also the self-proclaimed queen of camp. Now, just as a refresher for everybody, uh, the hours before this episode aired, uh, Sherry Pie was disqualified from the competition for... um, uh, Due to allegations that were confirmed because she apologized for them by multiple men that she catfished them. But it's even worse than the catfishing. She um, 
because uh, often in a catfishing, you pretend to be someone, but then you don't follow through. You just sort of ghost them. It's just some weird game you play. But she yeah. used a fake personality to um, lure men that she knew in her circle of friends to do things on camera from varying degrees, from just taking your shirt off to masturbating. And yeah. these allegations came out on social media. They went BuzzFeed and Entertainment Weekly reported on them. And then she apologized. And then VH1 and World of Wonder disqualified her. So that's just the brief TLDR. We're going to talk, spend a lot of time talking about this. But before this, you know, I've given my opinion. There's a show you can get on Patreon called The First Response where I've give, I've gone in detail with um, sociopath and training Lori Roggenkamp. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we have here <laughs> – Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we have here um, certi- board-certified <laughs> mental health professional, Taylor Latte Boy, who I'm not asking you to diagnose her, obviously, but we're going to have a discussion about people who exhibit behavior like this that you're experienced with, but also just there's a lot of other issues I want to talk about with this, too. That I, I, I talked about the first response, but I want to get your reaction, your everything on this, Taylor, right now. Well, okay. I think that it's gross, clearly. Um, And I feel that World of Wonder did the right thing in disqualifying her. As I I don't think that's a surprise to anybody that that listens to the show. Um, I guess my question is, my question is, what does this mean for the rest of the season? And what does this mean for the what does this mean for Sherry Pie as an entity in the future? Um, and by that, um, I, I'm not saying that I want her to stage a big comeback at some point. But I guess when we look at the world of cancel culture, which, you know, there's that's been talked about a lot. What it, What is the point of cancel culture? And what does it actually do in helping the people who are canceled figure out why they were canceled and then what is the motivation towards working to be a better person if despite the fact that they work towards being a better person they're never going to be given opportunities to show that growth um i am in no way shape or form condoning the behavior and i also don't think that it should be an apology if an apology was said that world of wonder should have just let this go i think that they are making a statement with this because this definitely affects this is affecting people outside of the drag race world. Um, and I think that, you know, there have been talks about, you know, comparing her to Willem being disqualified and that that's, they're completely different because Willem did that to herself intentional or otherwise. Whereas Sherry did this to other people, Sherry engaged in this behavior in other people and it's gross and it's wrong and I hope that she, you know, I, I read the apology statement that she said, which is kind of an apology and kind of not. But um, that may be where she had to word that very carefully for possible litigation or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, she talked about the fact that she's been working on her mental health. And I hope that she does get the help that she needs and that she recognizes that what people are saying and their opinion isn't as important as her opinion of herself. And by that, I mean learning from this, growing from this, getting the help that she needs. Um, so, yeah, that, that would, that, that's kind of in a nutshell sort of what, what I think that, that, that I, hope, I hope that everybody 
heals from this. You know, primarily, I hope the victims heal from this from feeling as though they have a voice and feeling that they've been heard. But I also hope that Sherry is truly apologetic and that she will eventually get the help that you know she she will come to a place where she really recognizes why she why what she did was wrong and has no intention of doing it ever again and finds other ways to you know process whatever this if this is a need for control or if this is some sort of you know fetish or whatever this is why she did what she did we don't really know i can you know i have some theories on it but i hopefully she she's learned from this and I mean, this is this is a this is a big punishment. I mean, you know, she she is now, you know, for all intents and purposes, for the foreseeable future, a laughing stock and a blemish on the series. She is kind of what Robbie Turner did to herself a couple of years ago. Only this is worse because she she involved other people, whereas Robbie Turner involved an imaginary person. Well, yeah. For everyone who remember, Robbie Turner was canceled, so to speak, because. Robbie Turner told a lie about being involved in an Uber accident where someone died. But one, that also that happened after the show. So in a weird kind of way, right. her role on the show and the show and the season itself are preserved, if that makes yeah. sense. This, I mean, this happened days leading up to the show, her premiere on the show. And so it's, and you and I are going to talk about that in a bit uh, during a segment that we will talk about where it's going to be spoilery. But yeah. um, and <coughs> yes, go ahead. I'm also I'm also glad to see that you know I've seen a lot of the previous queens um including winners responses to this and everybody for the most part that I've seen seems pretty uniform in the reactions. I like the fact that there have been little to no jokes about it from the queens that I've seen on Twitter posting about it on social media, but I also like that a couple of the queens have also not reached out to Sherry Pie, but also kind of talked about it as far as a, we hope that she's getting the help that she needs and that it's very easy for this mob mentality to really take a turn. And then you've got somebody who engages in some sort of self-harm because of it. Um, particularly, I've seen Evie has posted something that yes. was very well written. Yes. And also Fifi, which yeah. makes sense that Fifi would, you know, condone the you know wouldn't would not condone the behavior but also you know fifi's kind of been there where people really hated fifi yeah for even less than this i mean <laughs> you know just because if she got the villain edit i said i felt uh, <laughs> so i can see where fifi it makes sense to me that fifi would be one of the ones kind of reaching out in that way saying you know everybody let's take a step back and and you know world of wonder did the right thing let's give her a chance to heal so you and I are 100% on the same page and I feel you articulated it better than I did on the first response because it was coming oh, from a okay. visceral place yesterday. And then I had a crazy person tell me how he should be strung up and his <laughs> bowels lit on fire in front of him. You know, um, it's one of these things that I was thinking about it this morning, the mob mentality, the grab of the torches and the pitchfork uh, world that we live in right now is frightening. You know, and I yeah. think part of the reason is is one RuPaul's Drag Race is a show with a very young culture around it. You know, I mean, even mm-hmm. from the demographics from our show, I mean, mo- the the vast majority of our listeners are between thirteen and thirty five. Okay, yeah, and um, the so make sure and use Axe body spray. By the way, anyway, um, <laughs> one of our sponsors. <laughs> but the point is. 
the thing that comes with youth, and it, and you and I were probably, I, I can only speak for myself, I can't speak for you, but I was very in this camp when I was young, is we see things at that age in very, very stark terms of black and white. And that there's completely right and completely wrong and there's no shades of gray. Now, by the way, this is a clear case where um, uh, Sherry Pie is very wrong, okay? Yeah. And, I, and I agree with you that all the correct steps have been taken, right? Um, mm-hmm. World of Wonder is in a very difficult position. VH1 is in a very difficult position because they spent a lot of money on this television show. And um, it was filmed and wrapped in the summer of 2019. And this didn't come out until th- Wednesday, you know? Yeah. And it's nobody's fault, you know? No one's – no one's well, Sherry's to blame. But I'm talking, I'm talking about everything else. It's, it, the victims aren't to blame. They, you know, they, they spoke up when they thought it was appropriate. And I was thinking uh, – and so, like, but you and I as old people, you and I – see the not necessarily we can see the bigger picture which is yes uh sherry's going to deserve every bit of punishment that's coming to her and we'll talk about that in a second but that this like string her up and 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 kill her and almost like a lynch mob is very very dangerous it's a dangerous thing and you know i I brought up earlier i don't know if i brought it up on the show or or before the show it's so funny that yesterday when i was waiting for the you know it, when I was killing time between uh, the breaking news and the actual airing of the show, I was watching the HBO documentary series McMillions, which deals with um, people who were caught up in uh, an operation where they were uh, rigging the McDonald's Monopoly game in the 90s. And some, I wouldn't say innocent people, but probably what you would think of as normal, decent people got wrapped up in this. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to a U.S. attorney about it at one point, And he says, and they're doing some other bit, but I want to focus on this quote. And he says, there isn't a single person in this world who can't look in the mirror and say, because he's talking about how some decent people got wrapped up in this, that there isn't something that you've done that you've been ashamed of. You know, Mm -hmm. and we're lucky in that we don't have that blasted on a national platform. And um, so, and again, karma's getting her. And 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 what I was thinking about is, do you remember the? Do you ever heard of a movie called The Princess Bride? I yeah. Oh, I would put that on my ten movies too. I don't know if I did. Um, you did. It was on your ten. Okay. But at the end, um, Carrie Elway, I don't know what his character's name is, is talking to Christopher Lambert. I don't know what his character... Oh, Prince Humperdinck, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And he has Prince Humperdinck at... Remember he can't move or something like that? Well, he... Yeah. The whole thing, the end. Everyone's seen Princess Bride. But he gives him a speech, essentially like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to fucking like maim you to the point where children scream in horror when they see you and that's going to be your torture is living the rest of your life as this pariah right yeah and that's essentially what's happened to sherry pie and this is a person who's created an entire career around her love of drag and she got to this level where she was very famous everyone knew who sherry pie was in new york she wanted she was one of the drag queens that just ran new york everyone knew who she was and she's on rupaul's drag race and she's made it to the top right 
um, mm-hmm. of the drag world, so to speak, and making the RuPaul's Drag Race is the upper echelon, right? No matter where you come yeah. in. And she's just lost it all, all of it, you know? And yeah. not only that, she's open to, I don't know what the criminal um, ramifications are, but definitely civil lawsuits will probably happen. And the yeah. shame and the embarrassment from her family and her friends and her peers. I mean, she's going to get it, right? You know, yeah. there's a scene in uh, probably Orson Welles' best film, Magnificent Ambersons, and there's this piece of shit. The whole the, the lead character is a piece of shit. And there's a mm-hmm. moment where it all comes crashing down. And there's this beautiful moment. Maybe I'll show it at some point right here. Tomorrow, everything would be gone. Years ago, had been the eagerest hope of many, many good citizens of the town. And now it came at last. George Amberson Minifer had got his comeuppance. He got it three times filled and running over. But those who had so longed for it were not there to see it. They never knew it. Those who were still living had forgotten all about it and all about him. To me, he's gotten it. And so I think the the best thing that we could do, not just to him, but for us and for the victims, and we're going to talk about this right now, is just to ignore him. You know? Because think about why the victims came forward. I, I'm sure it's very traumatic if you're the first guy who comes forward and you love RuPaul's mm-hmm. Drag Race and now this person who did this to you, like the way the way it was, it's been ruined for us, he's seen, oh, this thing that I love now, I have to see the guy who did this to me every fucking week, right? Mm-hmm. On this show. So he makes this Facebook post and everyone comes out and sees it, right? And then now you and I have to see it, Right. But also, I was talking about this last night, is it's almost torture. Like, I bet everyone's like, they should erase him from the show, which they can't. I mean, we'll see what they'll do. They'll probably do what they can, if they can, if they can do anything. Because everyone should know, typically, in basic cable, typically, the whole show is delivered, edited, packaged, ready to go by the premiere. There's nothing that's done. Okay? So, they'd have to, probably the most they can do is, trim the confessionals or whatever, right? Maybe they are going to do that. Who knows? But the point is, I bet you Sherry wishes she could be headed out of the show. Yeah. And that thought went through my head while you were talking because, you know, normally we hear about these things like, you know, the Robbie Turner thing, you hear about it after the fact. And then, you know, it's, it's talked about for a couple of days and then it's forgotten about. And depending on how long Sherry is going to be on the show, Mm -hmm. That is a weekly reminder, whether it's reminding us next week, the week after, however long she's on, of what she did and the way that it, the the way her actions have rippled through not only obviously the victims' lives, but the rest of the girls. Because now, because also now, anytime that any of the girls are interviewed any place or any, they're going to be asked about Sherry Pie. When it comes to the finale, 
It's going to be ta- even though she's not invited to the finale, it's going to be talked about, you know, when they're all walking down the, the carpet, it, it, even probably to some degree, the other contestants who are still very active on social media or who attend drag events are going to be asked about this. I mean, okay. this one g- group of incidents have had this ripple effect through through everything. It's 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 not just going to go away in a day or two. Yeah, but just going back to the for the rest of us, I mean. Yeah, for the rest of us, but even going back to that Princess Bride moment I was talking about, you know, here's another point of punishment that Sherry Pie deserves, you know, but mm-hmm. is every Friday she's going to sit at home and know that in gay bars across the country when her face comes on screen, they're booing. Yeah, you know. It's and, and so that's why, you know, and, and the thing that was making me uncomfortable when I was going on social media, you know, we should definitely blast the actions and the, and the, but I was seeing a lot of like, well, of course you need to do this because she ugly and she fat, you know? And I was like, I'm ugly and fat, you know? But like, <laughs> but just FYI, everybody, uh, attractive people do shitty things too. Yeah. Okay? This is, this is, this isn't about what she looks for, for that reason. It could have just as easily been any one of the more attractive queens, mm-hmm. you know? And there are some people that might, may find Sherry attractive as, as a boy that they may be, they may speak to that aesthetic. You know who I feel um, sorry for? Who do you feel sorry for? Uh, Twitter sensation, uh, Matt Bellisai. Because I don't know if you know who she is. Yeah. They, they look so much alike. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're getting off topic here. All right. So do you think, well, okay, go ahead. Okay. One, we didn't really talk about the uh, the statement at the beginning of both the episode and Untucked, where it was this very solemn, sort of this black, you know, well, on a black screen black. Where, it, yeah. where it was the statement for World of Wonder. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to show that on every episode that she's on? They might. They Just might. as a kind of a reminder, we didn't forget about this. Yeah. You okay. know, usually when people say um, – there's been a lot of stupid, crazy talk. You know, uh, on the show. You know what's so funny is last week I had a conversation. I think it was on the after show. I don't know. I have so many fucking conversations about this show, Taylor. At some point, <laughs> I had a conversation with drag queen Jimmy Anti, and yeah. he was being snippy with me because I was saying we were talking about expectations versus what people think of the show. I'm not going to get in that conversation. Go listen somewhere. Yeah. But he was like, oh, I'm sure people know X, Y, Z happens. And I was like, there are people who literally think that they are filming the show concurrently. Like, that they are right now in Los Angeles filming the show. We're seeing it as it happens. Um, yeah. Or that they We think- know someone who did a show where they assumed that oh. that was what was happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and, and I've seen a lot of crazy talk about that. Like, well, I guess, you know... She's going to definitely go home next week or something like that or like or talk about the finale where they think the finale has been filmed and they're like, oh, they're going to do some awkward all stars edit. I'm like, no, they don't film the finale until like two weeks before. Um, So um, I don't know what my point was with that. Oh, oh. anyway, so usually when I hear people have crazy conspiracy talk like they should put a black box over her if she's on screen or something. I'm like, no, but the idea that. They might spend a lot of money to go back and very quickly repackage these shows where I think the most they could really do is replace her confessionals. 
you know you can't yeah. i mean other than that you know, maybe some reaction shots but other than that there's not much you can really do uh and there's they replace spend- confessionals there's possibly not talking about critiques on the you know they kind of gloss over it, where they they have her walk but then they any time that they would spend on her as far as talking about her they they minimize that that would be, you know, it would be really smart. It would be really smarter. Than, I mean, it's a lot of money. <laughs> They're going to spend a lot of money doing it. But was that something where they would they would put her? They would say that she's responsible for that because they had to go in and change this. Nah, no, they 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 would pay for it, but um, but uh, it's going to cost if if they do it. World of Wonders also very cheap. They also might be just like, Meh. well, deal. Which. Look, we, Honestly, might we, not we be got rid approach. of her. What else do you want us to do? Yeah. That, that, that might not be a bad approach either because, you know, this mob mentality only lasts for so long and they know it. And then it's just people move on, you know? <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. To avoid any spoilers, when you hear the beat, jump ahead exactly six minutes. Once again, spoiler alert. We'll give them a little bit of time to get out, Taylor. Yeah. But this is the spoiler music. The rumors, tea, and speculation music. Yeah. We are only talking about Sherry. We're not because everybody knows I don't like spoilers yeah. either. But this is something that jo- Joe had to spoil for me yesterday so that we could have a discussion about it today. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, everyone, if you don't know this already... Sherry Pie makes it into the top four of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. So she's going to be around. Which means she's she's going to be around for a while. <coughs> yeah, the whole season. Yeah. Like, the first time we won't see her is the reunion and the, and the finale. Yeah. So, this is why it was such a difficult situation for um, VH1 and World of Wonder. Taylor, what do you think this means for the show? My hope is, and I feel like we've already seen this through the first two episodes, we have a lot of really strong queens this up this season. So my hope is that they will rise to the top as far as the attention that they get during the episodes where Sherry will kind of sink to the sink to the middle or the bottom as far as the amount of tension attention that she gets. Um you know she's going to be there we're going to see her if they do go in and re-edit there's only so much they can do but uh, you know my hope is you know we said last week in particular there were some really fun queens to watch and i hope that the fun overtakes the um the kind of like bad taste in your mouth that you get when you actually watch the episodes with that she's on Um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what effect this is going to have on the season. Is it something that we'll be able to get over? I really don't know. Maybe we'll just like, whatever, you know? Um, well, I think that is what eventually will happen. People will just kind of, right now, there's sort of a fever pitch for it. And, you know, where, where there's the, there's the, the torches and uh, pitchforks right now. But I think over time, people will move on to something else. People, people will move on. And then it's just sort of one of those, when you see her on screen, you'll go, yeah, she's disqualified. She's just kind of there. Yeah, um, I know that we're going to minimize the amount that we talk about her on the show whenever possible. Yeah, did we and talk about I that? On, did we talk about that earlier? Yeah, I thought we did. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, we talked about ignoring her. Yeah, 
and just that's what we're going to try to do. So I think that if everybody kind of goes, what you're going to see happen is this week, everybody's mad. Next week when she's on, <laughs> that's when you're going to start to see the memes and the jokes. I already have some great And then jokes, it's yeah. just good. I'm sure you do. And I think I'm going to tell you already, re- Allison Mossy was on the first response yesterday. Was <laughs> Yeah, of course. So and she's um, going to have her own segment on the rumor mill, an entertainment casting segment. Good, good. Um, I think I think that's what's going to happen. Is pe- people are going people are going to be just sort of like whatever, just you know, just just we know that she's going to leave eventually. But the thing is that you're going to maybe see the whole people not understanding why she's still there because again they don't recognize this was filmed in this last summer. But for the most part, I think I think it's all going to die down. Yes, but I think there will always be a cloud and an asterisk over this season. Even oh, for the absolutely. I, Even for the winner. I agree with that. <coughs> so, all right. Uh, I think that's all the spoiler talk we need to have, right? Well, I think at this point, if she's supposed to be top four, yeah. then I would assume at this point that you kind of know who the top four is on the sixth episode, the sixth to last episode, because when there's only five left. Yeah. Then you're gonna. I would assume that if they're going to follow the, the the process that they do for finales, and they have to have a top four, that they will bring in whoever whoever goes home fifth will then take her spot in the finale. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which that's always fifth fifth place the, has always been a really strong competitor in the past. So that actually might make for a better a, a better a better top four when you have people like you have. Um, Kennedy and you have uh, like Ben um, Katya no Katya wasn't fourth oh no no fourth fourth I see what you're saying yeah yeah Darian Lake was fourth though yeah so this may be this may be this this may end up working out as far as for a better finale yeah do you think if you're the person who came in fifth place you're like secretly excited possibly but to me, Possibly. the fifth I place person can never win. Don't you think that they can't crown that person? Well, I think that nobody really thought Sasha Valor was going to win. True. And then the way they changed it, she really just kind of lip-synced her way to the top. So, I mean, I think anything is possible. I did see that it was... I, I saw something, I think, on Reddit of where they thought if they do decide to keep it to a top three rather than bring in the fourth person... <laughs> They could almost do it where the wheel is where the first person, A versus B, and then whoever wins that versus the second person, and then whoever wins that is the goes up for the crown. Though now that I think about it, that wouldn't work. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It was late last night, and I was I my head was sure. Whatever. We're done with the show. Um. Okay. Are we done with the spoiler segment? I think we're done with the spoiler segment. It's done with the spoiler segment. Okay, let me write it down right here. All right, next in the workroom, we have Jan, 26, from New York City. She came in and she said, hey, y'all, let's play some basketball. Yeah, which I guess is a reference to Fergie's. Remember she did a horrible uh, national yeah. anthem from the – yeah. Yeah. Um, she, Cherry Pie knew who she was uh, because she was a New York City sister. And um, your thoughts on Jan, 26, New York City. I wrote another one that's cute as a boy. Um, I'm not, I was not a fan of the outfit. I did not like the reverse sequins. 
she was not quite as extra as I expected her to be from the Meet the Queens. I know that we did a whole thing of, you know, driving through Los Angeles with Jan. We did a little skit on that. But this one, she she was she, she didn't annoy me quite as much as I was expecting her to. <laughs> I don't but, know, But though. very cute as a boy. Hold on. We talked about how she was very taken with herself and she talked a lot on Meet the Queens. I think we got the right impression. Rue seems to be very like that, that bitch, right? Yeah. Like uh Oh no, I'm not saying that she's not it wasn't or, I was expe- I was expecting her to be more like Rockham walking what Rockham did when she walked in. Yeah. Whereas this felt a little more just kind of sitting and it wasn't quite as it wasn't quite as nice. I couldn't help but I put this in my notes. There was something that just reminded me so much of her and drag she looked so much like Drag Race UK contestant Cheryl Hole. And I just couldn't, I can see that I couldn't yeah. stop seeing that I couldn't see the Cheryl wholeness in her, uh, so that was a thing. All right, I'd next like to see her whole. Would you really? Well, you had a thing for her drag mother, Alexis Michelle. Yeah, no, I thought I always thought Alexis as a as a boy was cute too. So yeah, who knows? I wonder what producer Alexis Michelle thinks of this whole drama that we were talking about. Well, because she's a big New York. Big, big New York queen. Well, she's also a producer on the show. All right. Jada Essence Hall, 32 from Mill. Oh, I didn't know she was 32. Damn, damn. Wait. Wait. Alexis Michelle is a producer on Drag Race? <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, Jada Essence Hall. I didn't know she was 32. Oh, yeah, no, she is one of the older queens. She's yeah, I didn't know that. She, look, she looks young from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She came back. She came in. And she said, hey, bitches, she's here. Refers to herself as the essence of beauty. Oh, I hate it when drag queens do that. Remember with this? Um, yeah. Elimination Lopez came in. And she was like, the beauty. The beauty is here. Yeah. She considers herself more of a female impersonator than a drag queen. Um, your thoughts on Jada Essence Hall, Taylor? beautiful and i thought she was the best of all the entries oh really i thought that i thought that she looked the best and i liked i liked everything about her they everybody else seemed very taken with her mm-hmm. which i thought was that was great and this kind of also speaks to um if before we go on to the next person i have i have some notes on this but what what were your thoughts on jada jaden you know, to be honest with you, and this is a, some, I will say for the most part on this season, except for Dahlia, maybe all of our initial takes on Meet the Queens were very correct. What the ones you and I mm-hmm. had, and I remember with Jada, I found her very forgettable. And in fact, on uh, I remember when I would recount all the queens, I was able to name them all, but I'd always forget Jada. Even today, you and I were talking about something. We were talking about who was the attractive queens or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was listening to the six queens and I forgot Jada. I find her very, very forgettable. Um, I don't know if she's an interesting TV personality. I don't know. If, um, I just don't find her very memorable. I think she's beautiful as a boy. I just don't find her very memorable. Okay. She didn't really well, leave an impression on me. And then finally we have in the workroom, Aiden Zane, 29 from Ackworth, Georgia. Uh, she came in and said season 12 is about to be insane. Uh, the rest of the queens give her the third degree about her drag and her home drag scene. Oh, yeah, because she doesn't really do drag a lot and just sort of seems to be like a queen that does drag at home. Yeah. 
Um, and this actually speaks to a, a, a thought that I had before before Aiden came out was that I loved that the way all of the queens were talking to each other and asking each other about what kind of drag do you do, what's the scene like in whether it's San Francisco or whether it's you know wherever they were from, and even the scene between Jan and Jaden where they were like pretending to, she was pretending to lip sync. It seems like usually those scenes in those first of where everybody's trying to scope each other out, whereas this seemed like it was a this seemed almost like it was a genuine love of drag and just wanting to learn more about each other's worlds. I liked that. I liked that it seemed more friendly than usually you've got one girl that comes in and kind of talks shit at the other girls and you didn't necessarily see that or they minimized that in the episode. I know at one point Dahlia kind of sort of, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror or um, there was there was one other thing that I can't think of. But until you get to Aiden, mm-hmm. and then when they're trying to continue this conversation with Aiden, it suddenly becomes very defensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I live an hour away from Atlanta, yeah. and I don't go to Atlanta at, at, at all the time. And I just there's no real there's no real drag where I do drag, and there, it, it, this whole thing of where you could see where she was getting annoyed, and I thought it was sort of off putting. She just seemed very defensive. Yeah, there was sort of like a shit face and shit personality kind of thing going. I'll be honest with you, and I'll say this again. Um, on a personal note, like, it's obviously very, the right word is, I hate hearing this name over and over again. I was just involved with someone named Aiden, and we ended that um, in late December. Even though I did recommend Aiden talk to his casting agent, I know. But, um oh, oh. <laughs> And so, like, the only reason... Well, no. At first, I only wanted Aiden to go home because I was like, ugh, I just don't want to hear that name anymore, right? But now, it's just like, she just seems kind of shitty. Like, just like, everything sucks. Right? Yeah. So, anyway. Um, All right, let's get into the the main show here. After the six, uh, back in the workroom, after the six new queens poke around the garment racks and critique the wig and critique the wigs and outfits of the first group, uh, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. So for today's mini challenge, you need to model a spring and fall look worthy of a star-studded Fashion Week runway show. On the fashion show runway, RuPaul, Ross Matthews, and Michelle Visage were accompanied by Raven and RuPaul's dress designer, Zaldi. Also, now, Taylor, you want to, before I spill the tea on who's whom, uh, do you want to make any guesses? Well, I know that Kim Chi was on a sweet. Okay, I know that. Kim Chi was on a sweet. I don't, so it was Leon, Andre Andre Leon Talley. Uh Uh-huh. And Karl Lagerfeld. Correct. Was... I don't think it was mayhem again. No, um, not all black people look alike, Taylor. No, <laughs> I know that, <laughs> but I don't think it was Latrice because they they weren't that. It wasn't that he wasn't that big as Latrice is. So I'm not I'm not sure who that was. Uh, Andre Leontali was played by Latrice Royale. Latrice Royale has been losing weight. It was Latrice. Yeah. Oh, I didn't feel okay. Carl Lagerfeld, I know that Manila has been Carl Lagerfeld in videos in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. So that was kind of when I saw like the brief flash of it before the commercial, I thought, oh, that's probably Manila. Mm-hmm. But I could. Oh, Sonique. Was it Sonique? Yes. But is someone saying that in the chat room? No, no. Nobody said it in the chat room. 
But I just, because it's one of these where I'm like, she looks, I know it's one of the queens and it was driving me nuts last night that I couldn't figure out who it was, but it was, it was so neat. Okay. Nobody said I am in the discord chat room and the, uh, the crowd cast. I'm yeah. looking at both of them and nobody said it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It is so neat. Played Carl Lagerfeld. Um, all right. Let's talk about the spring. You know, we're not going to spend too, we, we spent so much time on this yeah. other person. I have like one word or two word things for each of the okay, each of the things. Here's so. what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a speed round. Okay, I'm gonna name the person. Okay, I have no opinions, and you're okay. gonna give, you're gonna give me your um, thoughts here. Ready? Okay. Well, before you do that, yeah. can we talk about the show that we did earlier this week? Sure. Go ahead. With uh, Miss Haley Scans. Yeah. Scans. 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 Uh-huh. Sclans that Not where her name she, that's scandalous. It's <laughs> where she is vastly more knowledgeable than you and I would ever hope to be about fashion mm-hmm. and designers and and styles and that kind of stuff. And she gave very detailed discussions about all of last week's looks. Yeah. And it's is that a that's a Patreon only show? Yeah, but as long as you're a premium member, you can watch it. Yeah. Okay, so and that may be something that if you want to hear more about my dumb, you know, <laughs> thoughts about them, but Haley's very knowledgeable thoughts about them, I'm assuming that that's going to be done at least next week as well for all it of these It will be looks. done next week as well. I don't know if okay. the scandalous Haley will be able to join us, but yes, that is the plan. Okay, all right. So, okay, now I, now I, can, give, I can give my thoughts. All right, you ready? Here we go. I'm going to name them. You're going to give one word thoughts. Well, the one-line thoughts. Oh, okay, one-line thoughts. Here we go. Okay. Starting now. All right. Rock M. Sakura. Too much. Dahlia Sin. Love the dress and hair. Shh. Jan. I like it, but the top was too loose. The bustle was too loose. That's what... Uh... That's what you said when you first met your husband. (laughs) No, the bottom was too loose. Yeah. Jada Essence Hall. That's a woman. Blank Zane. I like it. I like it, but it was very crafty, very B-52s. Uh-huh. All right, now we're going to go to the fall looks. Taylor, Rock and Sakura. The skirt was too short. Felt liked the colors. Dahlia Sin. Again, I like it. Jan. Too much, too bulky. Jada Essence Hall. God damn. Aiden Zane. Uh... Colors compared colors compared to Jackie's blech. Um <coughs> Okay. Alright, that's the mini challenge. Who won the mini challenge in your eyes? Um Jada. Oh, Jada right. won the challenge for Jada won the mini challenge for me. And I would I would say Dahlia came in a close second for me oh interesting interesting 
All right, back in the workroom, the queens got out of their drag and looked around to see who the trade of the season was. Dahlia was uh, underwhelmed by the boys. Meanwhile, Rock and Jan are thirsty for Dahlia, and Aiden Zane works at IHOP. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. So, warm up your jazz hands, because for your first Maxi Challenge, you'll be performing in an original musical number called... You don't know me. Now, each of you needs to write and perform an entertaining verse that tells us who you are. And together, you need to come up with the choreography. Okay. No. Back in the workroom, Dahlia Sin doesn't know who Bob Fosse is. Jan and Sherry feel confident. And Jada nominates Sherry to lead the choreography, but Sherry turns it down and lets Rock take the lead. Later, Jada suggests that maybe the choreo doesn't need to be so Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. Taylor, your thoughts on everything that happened after the mini challenge, you know, the Wacky Challenge, you can't out of drag, who's hot, who's not, who's in a choreograph, any thoughts here? The one thing that I don't understand is why did no one ever say Bob Fosse? They only ever said Fosse through the entire thing. Do you think it's really cool? Do I think it's what? Like they were trying to be like, like everyone just says Fosse. I don't know. No, it, no, it's weird. It was sort of like, and we talked about this during our our recent season five review uh-huh. that we did, where when the Pointer Sisters were on, they would refer to them as Ruth and June, the Pointer Sisters, where it's almost like it's a legal thing where they weren't allowed to say the Pointer Sisters because like many times, many of those bands that break up, everybody claims rights to Everybody claims rights to it. So it just felt very odd that no one, even like Rue, when Rue said it later on or when they were talking about it, no one ever said Bob Fosse. They only ever said Fosse. Like to the point of where it was almost like a drinking game where you could have gotten alcohol poisoning. Let me ask you a question. Because they said Fosse so much. Let me ask you a question. Please explain to me. Like the Pointer Sisters one I can understand because, you know, who knows, right? People are performing as the Pointer Sisters. Maybe one of them's, uh, you know, who knows? Explain to me in your universe why there's a legal reason why you can't say I don't Bob know. Fosse. I don't know why there would be. I'm just saying I just found it really odd. And then if you like no, if you watch that episode, no one said Bob Fosse once. They only ever referred to him as Fosse. And it was where then that became where I was like, somebody say Bob, somebody say Bob, somebody say Bob. And nobody ever did. And it became just very distracting to me. I mean, I don't know if that's the reason why. I don't know if they thought if you say Bob Fosse, people aren't going to know who it is. I mean, you know, they I don't know. I don't know. It's just it was. Well, why was it was something that that I picked up on? Why did I notice? Yeah, like that. Like, it's like why? I want to know what university were like. Listen, Rue. You cannot say Bob Fosse. If you say it three times, uh, he'll appear. Okay, but there are some places that if you mention them, there are some celebrities, there are some estates that if you mention them, then you have to pay for for the use of the names. Come on, Taylor, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> Just say Bob. I'm gonna eat some coconuts. I don't know what that means. Just say Bob. Just say Bob. I know an agent down at Playwrights Horizon. Her name's Allison Mossy, and she's gonna put you in a play. 
<laughs> All you have to do is just sniff your pits and just well, you know what? say, Bob. And all say, say Bob. Bob. <laughs> Just say Bob. Fuzzy. And just say, Bob, Taylor thinks that they're going to get sued if, if they say his name. <laughs> they think it's rude. He's, he talks about estates as if he's an attorney. And oh, I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I, I should have picked a version where I could see the words. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it just, it's just weird that no one ever said the full name. That's, that's all. Okay. With Evan gone, you need somebody to say stupid things now, and I guess I'm filling, that, yeah, filling that role for you. Um, do you have a big, thick, juicy ass like he does? No, I wish I did. I wish I had a big, thick, juicy I can't ass like tell, he does. You know, it's so funny that you say that. I can't tell if I do or not. I think I just have a fat, flat ass. Yeah, I have a fat, flat ass. Yeah. I think you have to work to having a juicy, like a juicy peach. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Any other comments you wanted to make? <laughs> no, not, not up to that point. Yeah. That's horrible, by the way, that the sherry pie was saying such gross things about younger guys. Anyway. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, all right, so okay, moving on. On the main stage, Rock'em Sakura takes the lead. Jada and Aiden... Uh, struggle to keep up with the ever-changing choreography. Jada, Sherry, and Jan argue. Meanwhile, Rock fades into the background and feels responsible for the failed rehearsal. Taylor, any thoughts on the rehearsal itself? No, I, I kind of tuned out because it was just everybody talking over each other. So it it felt it felt very, like I said before, manufactured. We're going to put all of these strangers in a room together and have you come up with something. Mm-hmm. All right, it's elimination day, and get ready for the runway. The queens agree that the rehearsal was a bust. Rock M. Sakura reveals his mother was a meth addict. Jada makes a fart joke, and Rock pulls her shorts down to a comedic walk across the workroom. Now, uh, any thoughts there, Taylor, before we go on? Um, the, the, I don't quite get the correlation between the triggering and the story, which was very, very sad. I know that we used it as clip zero, mm-hmm. but it's it is very sad that somebody would say that to their child. Yep, yeah, I, 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 I didn't quite get the that. whole. I, when I'm a leader, I ha, I feel triggered, and this is why. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was trying to figure out what the fuck does it do with being a leader. Yeah, I feel like there's a possibility. Yeah, that Rockham thought she was going to go home because of the choreography, so she felt like she needed to get in her moment. Or maybe the producer's like, maybe you should get in your moment. Yeah. <laughs> or that, too. Yeah. So, um, okay, well, Taylor, you know what that means? Do you know what that is means, by the way? And are you, yeah, go ahead. The looks? It is time for the looks. But do you think that you, are you going to be, because, you know, we have a new thing now where you are going to um, do it only, be, you only have the amount of time that each person's on screen. Okay. I, sh- I should be able to. I don't have a ton of notes about each of these, but I have I have definite thoughts about everyone. All right. Here we go. 
It's it's your moment here. The first one down the workroom, okay. well, they're in the walkway, I'm sorry, is Aiden Zane. Uh, go ahead. Aiden Zane. She's coming out in a very, like, a 40s-inspired lime green with a dark purple magenta hair. I loved this look. I was pleasantly surprised with this. And she's also got kind of crazy, almost like lizard eyes, where they're the sort of red with, the, you know, lizard. Everything about this, I thought this was a really great look for her. All right. Next out of the runway, we have Dahlia Sin. Dahlia in red tulle, um, where I thought she looked like a combination of Taylor Dane and Tyra Sanchez. Mm -hmm. I thought she looked beautiful. Um, they talked about how her makeup was understated, but I feel like that worked for her with this. I think she she definitely was giving she was giving very female illusion, just beautiful. I I, I again I liked this one too. Next, Jada Essence Hall. Jada, as much as I love Jada, I wasn't crazy about this look. I thought it was too bulky for her, uh, the, particularly from the skirt. I loved I loved the top, but I was not a crazy fan of the skirt. I also did not like her makeup. For someone who does female illusion, I thought this makeup was very high drag for me. Um, and it doesn't really speak to who I feel like Jane is trying to convince us that she is. All right. Next down the runway, we have Jan. Jan? I... I get why she was trying to do something a little different but i did not like this um i thought it was kind it kind of looked sort of messy um but i appreciate that she did something messy might be blocky might be the right word but i was not a fan of this look for her i wanted something a little more but i'm wondering if i'm wondering if i'm going to have problems with jan's fashion choices through the season it seemed very cheryl hold to me too which is funny because she looks like her yeah um all right uh rock M sakura Okay, now this goes against everything that I just said a couple of seconds ago about Bulky, but I loved this look. I thought the fact that she used almost a thousand yards of, of tool, mm -hmm. um, it definitely shows. I loved the color combination. It was sort of this weird muted colors, but it was still very bright and cheery. Loved the hair. Uh, just it was it was it was a piece of art. I thought coming down the runway, and it fit her really really well. So I was I was very much a big fan of it. All right, and that's gonna do it for. The looks. The looks. The looks. On the main stage, just like episode one, the top two queens are led to believe that they are this week's bottoms. This week, Jada Essence Hall and Sherry Pye are the early frontrunners to lip sync to Robin's Call Your Girlfriend for another $5,000. Sherry Pye gave it her all, but in the end, Jada Essence Hall was named the winner of this week's lip sync and challenge. Just before RuPaul gave her final blessing, she warned the girls they would be meeting their counterparts. Sure enough, as they entered the workroom, the contestants from the previous episode were waiting in their workroom and ready for a showdown. Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? Jaden killed it with the lip sync. Jaden, okay. Jaden, that was a clear cut winner in that one. You know her name's Jada. Um, right? Is it Jada or Jada? Like Jada Pinkett. And they didn't make, they didn't make a Pinkett Smith joke. Oh, I was calling her Jaden this whole time. Okay. Well, you're going to have to go through. I'm no. going to say Jada a bunch of times, and you're going to have to edit out every time I say No, Jayden, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put a Jayden. black screen with white type over it and say, <laughs> uh, Taylor's been disqualified from this episode. And he's not invited. Have I been right canceled? Now. You've been. Am canceled. I part of cancel culture? Cancel now? culture. Lori wants you right now to uh, be drawn and quartered. Okay. Yeah. And then basted with a brown butter sauce. Yeah. And then stuffed in a Chipotle um, burrito. Yeah. Ah, oh, Chipotle. It's getting ready to be lunch here. Chipotle sounds really good. Um, I when they all came back in. I know that we. this is definitely a recreation of the scene from season six where they all walk in and they're all waiting for them. The difference here is the meh 
at the end. Whereas I know they kind of set it up for there was going to be an issue. And then in the beginning of the next episode, everybody kind of like welcomed each other. And, Hi, it's so nice to meet you, that sort of stuff. So I'm wondering if they are trying to set this up where there is a clear rivalry between the two groups of girls. Well, that um, was the thing. I would season... be... Go ahead. Sorry. I would be curious if <clears throat> there are more twists to come because we didn't really kind of talk about the twist at the end of the at the beginning of this episode when they're all sitting down, as soon as they sit down, they get the, ooh, she already done had hers, and mm-hmm. they all have to stand up and watch the video again. And they were like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? I would love if this ha- was a season had a lot. Well, we've already had one big twist that we talked about today. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see if we had lots more twists. As I've said about previous episodes, previous seasons, the girls know the format too well. And I feel like this was a good way to kind of mix things up a little bit. I would be, I would really like to see this happening the rest of the season, uh-huh. bringing in different twists, whether it's they're working as teams for things or what. Um. Okay. Very good. Uh. I. I. I think what you were trying to say, and I think I would agree with you, is that it's going to be one of the things where it's like tense, and then the girls go like, "Oh, shut up, bitch. We all know you know we love you." Blah 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 blah. Kind of. Don't you think? probably that's probably what's going to happen but it just felt a little different for the viewers at home than you know because we know what happened with that with season six those Mm -hmm. of us who have watched all of these episodes a million times know that when bianca and all those girls come in for the from the first group they sort of have that pause and then they all go hey how's it going yeah 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 yeah, and that may be what happens here but i would really like for there to be kind of a where it's almost everybody I'm not saying I want a season of group challenges. Mm-hmm. I don't want to relive season seven, but I would be, I would find it interesting if they set the two two camps up, the two episodes, um, the two groups of girls up, sorry, as teams that work together and support each other to try to be the group that stays all the way through to the end. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I have no fun. I didn't really have a lot of thoughts on this episode. It was all about Sherry pie. In fact, speaking of, I'm not quite sure, Taylor, if we were very clear. So I'm going to say it one more time here. Because if you notice, we we ignored Sherry Pie in the um, runway. And um, uh, and also in the mini-challenge. And so our policy is going to be moving forward. Anytime it's feasibly possible, we're just not going to mention Sherry Pie on the show. We are able, because we're doing the show now, to sort of erase her from the show. But uh, yeah. unless unless it's impossible to mention her... We are going to uh, avoid talking about her. So, well, and that may happen where there may be something storyline related or yeah. something where we have to talk about her. But as far as if we can minimize, or if she wins, we might looks. just casually mention she won. You know, yeah, you know. But we're not going to dwell on it or how she performed or anything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wins a challenge, you mean? Correct. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at DragRaceRecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DragRaceRecap. 
If you want access to more Season 12 content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at PIMCTaylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>